Hi, this is Mike. This is Russ. And this is Matt. And you're listening to the Empty Spiral podcast, the official podcast of the Lacuna Kill community. Uh, we're not dead. Uh, for anybody who thought we might have disappeared off the face of the earth, uh, that's not true. Although we did go AWOL for about, feels like about a month now, I suppose. Um, mostly due to, I guess, holidays, really. Holidays and and calendar conflicts. Um, fair to say, guys? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, we, we, we're here finally, got together. It's the 5th of September. So, no, sorry, it's the 6th of September. I'm losing track of days. Um, so it's Sunday, 6th of September. Uh, Lacuna Core played uh, the Summer Fall Festival in Poland yesterday, which looked like it was really, really cool. Uh, but in case you've forgotten who we are, I suppose we better introduce ourselves, really. Um, my name's Matt, and uh, I've got with me Mike and Russ. So, uh, Mike, how have you been, sir? It's been such a long time since we've spoken, I barely remember remember who you are. I know, it's it's been a long time. I've been to Switzerland, um, taking our scouts over there, and lots of um, chocolate and things like that, and high mountains to walk up. That was good. Lederhosen and stuff? Or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we talked about it before, actually. It's still not Switzerland, is it? But... No. Yeah. What do you get in Switzerland? Clocks. Clock chocolate, um, lots of really high hills and mountains to walk up, which we did that, a three and a half hour hike one day. And we went up the Jungfrau, Jungfrau mountain um, to the, uh, well, a very high point. It's about 11,000 11, feet. So that that was pretty good up there. Lots yeah. of snow. Wow. Very, very cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then back here to good old Blighty. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit flatter here. Yeah. And a bit wetter. Yeah, definitely. I think you must have missed summer. Um, yeah. <laughs> don't worry, you won't be the only one that missed summer. I think we all miss summer. Cool. Okay. Um, how about you, Russ? What have you been up to? Me, yeah, mostly uh, overcoming man flu lately. Um, as such as the English weather, I haven't done anything such as uh, exciting as Mike, like uh, climbing up mountains in high hills, which, uh, you know, leave it to your own imagination. But uh, aside from that, no, just picking up some um, some new music recently. Got the new Iron Maiden record yesterday and a bit of Five Finger Death Punch. So I've uh, been spinning those a couple of times. And uh, like you say, just coming to terms with um, the ever-diminishing returns of the English summer, which I think have gone down from about three days a year now to, to probably one and a half so uh, we'll see what happens next year shall we yeah indeed i certainly don't think we're going to get any out of the rest of this year um as for me i spent a few days in the peak district with my wife a couple of weeks ago which was nice um we went into some caverns and up some hills not quite as tall as mike for a few castles stuff like that uh very nice part of the world highly recommend it that was fun uh funny enough i also picked up the i made an album which arrived today Funny you should say that. Um, so there you go. Coincidence. I've also been listening to... What have I listened to? Lacuna Core quite a lot. I don't know why. Maybe because it's a great album. Maybe. I don't know. But I've been listening to Karma Code quite a lot recently. Uh, I've also been listening to uh, the new Fear Factory album. And I'm waiting in anticipation for the new Riverside album. So quite a lot of music around at the moment that I'm getting into. Which is always good. We thought we would do something a little bit different this week, fair to say. And we decided that we would have a different kind of deathmatch. So, Mike, do you want to tell us all about this deathmatch this week we're doing on the Empty Spiral podcast? 
Yes, um, everybody, today it's, um, it's very different from usual. What we're going to do is review two videos. Now, the two videos in question aren't exactly unknown. Um, they are Swamped um, and Heaven's a Lie. So Matt will be um, fighting in the corner for Swamped and Russ for Heaven's a Lie. So, Matt, what makes your video a good video? The thing about Swamped as a video is that it is, it's quite surreal, isn't it? It's fair to say. There's lots of different images on there. Um, you've, you know, it starts off with the the kind of the, the desert kind of strange scene uh, with Chris on the drums and Christina's got a kind of boxing glove type, type bandages on. Uh, and then it kind of switches to the the house uh, and there's lots of scenes inside the house and you've got christina writhing on the floor and then it switches back to the desert and then you've got the fiery tunnel and then you've got all the flames and the fire and then you've got them walking away at the end so it's fair to say that it's, it's a bit of a surreal thing really made up of separate imagery rather than one sort of central story but i think that's a good because it, it really draws you into the song itself it, the 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 momentum and the pace and the imagery in the video very much reflects the pace of Swamped. And I think it really, really enhances it. I think it, it's, it, you see Lacuna Coil in a very stylish way. Um, I can't explain to you exactly why there is a, a tunnel of fire and a, <laughs> and a desert and all the stuff you see. Um, but I don't think that matters. It, you, one thing you can't say about Swamp is it, it is not a boring video. There is always something going on in it. There's a lot of momentum, a lot of effects in it, but used very, very well. And I really think it draws you into the song. So that's why I think Swamp is a good video. Cool. Now, over to you, Russ. What uh, makes your video a good video? What makes a good video? Well, I think we should clarify we're going to go with the uh, the second official video for Heaven's a Lie. Oh, um, boo. I think you should go with the first. <laughs> <laughs> Which, um, needless to say, uh, why is it such a great video? Because this is the iconic Lacuna Coil video. Um, it's got the imagery. It's got the, the storyboard. It's got the performance piece. And obviously, this is the very famous video of, you know, the band performing the song upstairs in sort of what looks like a, a dilapidated church or a factory that's sort of on the, the wooden floorboards. You've got Christina in the in the white dress and you've got the guys all dressed in the, uh, the famous black priest robes and outfits. And, you know, it's just pure imagery. You know, you've got Christina looking absolutely stunning um, as she sings the song backed by sort of the powerful musicianship. And I think, you know, everyone can see this video, whether it, you know, is on, you know, music television back in the day, if they watch it now on YouTube, you just instantly identify this video as Lacuna Coil, Comalize and that era. And I think, you know, it's got a storyboard to it. It tells a story to and from the house and the performance piece up in the, the attic of the rafters. And obviously, similar to Swamped, it's got a little bit of computer-generated imagery there, which, you know, you could see harks back and ties in with the previous album, Unleashed Memories, with sort of the frying of the ninja stars that, uh, you know, we used to sort of talk about quite fairly frequently on the podcast because, you know, everyone loves a ninja star. So Who doesn't, yeah. You know, if you've got ninja stars in your video, let's just say, 
it's bound to be a it's top top video. You know, there's not much else to say other than ninja stars and you know iconic imagery. Boom, boom indeed. So back to Matt. What what makes that video that Russ has just talked about not so great? Well, um, I, I think firstly it, it's um, it is a good video, but I don't think it is as great as the Swamp video. Now let's not forget that um, that the Heavens Alive video was created before the Swamp video. Okay, um, it it's a Patrick um, Ulaeus Le- Le- uh, Ulaeus is that right? I think that's how you say it. Ulaeus video, um, and that, this was the first one that he did. And yes, it has got lots of good imagery on it, but I I don't think it really has that. I don't know. It's almost like he learned how to show Lacuna Coil um, by the time he got to the Swamp video. Uh, I think there was a lot of emphasis on Christina in the first one. There's nothing wrong with that, but I think we see more of the other guys in Swamped. You see them as a as a group. Uh, there's a sense of unity there, and I, I feel that although Heaven's Alive is a good video, I think that the director really builds on what he learned about Lacuna Coil and their music in that first video to go on and create a better video with Swamped. Cool. And back to Russ, um, what makes um, Matt's video not so great? Um, well, Swamp is a good video, um, following on from Matt's points. I think it misses the mark slightly. As Matt mentioned, it comes on after Heaven's a Lie, and the imagery does sort of it is very reminiscent of Heaven's a Lie in places because it is the same director, it's the same era. But I think in terms of a narrative structure, there could have been more done on the Swamp video to, to follow on and build upon sort of what was shown in the, the Heaven's a Lie. Whereas Swamp itself, you know, there are good elements to the video, um, but I think we discussed this way back in one of the earlier podcasts that it is more a um, a flickering of images that don't necessarily tie together seamlessly with Swamped. And I think the band did sort of say that themselves when they, they look back on the finished product. So there are good elements to it, but I don't think it necessarily flows as well as Heaven's a Lie in terms of the presentation of the song. Thank you. And back to Matt. Um, any best parts for you that uh, make a highlight from your video? Um, there's quite a few bits in, in Tom which I, I really like. Uh, without sounding weird, I really like it. You get that bit, which is a really, really emotional part of the song, where Christina's kind of writhing on the floor, and you can almost see that she's got these kind of black wings around her. There's definitely some kind of effect in there which makes her look almost superhuman. I, I really like that. And then you get that that bit in the, the bridge um, between the sort of middle of the song and that final return, where, and I don't know why I like this so much, because it's just so, it looks so cool, where you've got that kind of t- uh, that tunnel of fire, and then she sort of smears her lips sideways. looks really evil and really angry and then there's a kind of explosion and it goes into the final part of the song um, but those are just two parts of what i i think is full of really good imagery even the final part where they're walking away and you've got that lead out uh, and you've got the band walking away in this kind of sort of really stylized looking cinematography away from one assumes the manor house where they um the, the mansion that they filmed the interior shots again there's a there's a there's a sort of Michael Bayness about it as they're sort of walking away from this thing, which I, I really, really like. Um, I guess on the on the flip side, I'm still not sure about the bit in the desert. I can't get my head around that. But there is pretty much everything in the mansion, everything with the fiery tunnel, 
and everything at the end of the song or the end of the video, I should say, is really good for me. And I think they they complement each other really well. I get Rush's point about there not being a strong narrative. I kind of argue that there isn't really that much of a narrative, if any, in Heaven's a Lie. Um, just because Chris Reed is trying a ninja star doesn't really imply story. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I'd also uh, go on to challenge the point about um, Swamped not being as good as Heaven's a Lie because it, um, it doesn't follow heavens alike that seems a little bit of an unfair accusation um given that what's heavens alike ought to follow well nothing really but i, I going back to to swamped and the strength of swamped th there's just so much to like in it and i still still think it is an iconic video uh and it does complement heavens alike very well i think the fact that they're both directed by the the same director really helps um as russ said they the special effects are the same the lighting the cinematography is very much the same and i can easily see one falling on from the other so yeah i'm a big fan of swampton i think he's got a lot of bits going for it and you russ uh, best parts and highlights for you i've got i've got to say you know matt just compared the lacuna coal video to michael bay come on you're supposed to be defending swamp we've all seen pearl harbor mate we know how that sank <laughs> it's a little bit at the end though where they're walking away it's very armageddon very armageddon uh, again, explosions. See, but um, no, I mean, I think to sum up, Heaven's a Lie. I think, as I mentioned, you know, it's the iconic imagery, and I do like the way that the the director's done the camera work on this particular video. How it sort of intertwines with the band. It it shows between Christina and the guys, and you know, you get that swift um, movement from sort of left to right. How it pans in and really focuses on the the intensity and the the imagery of the performance. And I just think it really captures the the spirit of the song obviously heaven's a lie it is quite simplistic in terms of what it's about and i think they could have done something very very cliched again like what was perhaps taken in the context of the original video but i think this goes in such a different way just the presentation of it makes it sort of that bit better than swamp for me i guess cool. it's fair to say that heaven's a lie was the first true kind of video of lacuna core was it true music video that mm. he definitely took it to another level it was the first time we'd seen him do anything quite that um dramatic quite that, quite daring on screen um so back to you matt any closing arguments any anything else to say about your video oh listen they're both good videos and they're both very similar in style because they come from the, the same um director and if you've ever seen any of any other of patrick's um, videos you'll know that this is a style that's very um very familiar this is this is the sort of thing he does a lot so it shouldn't come as a surprise that they're both from him um there's not a lot between them if i'm honest they're both good videos i think it's it, it's interesting that we're arguing the corner for each of these and i think that makes the argument quite challenging for both of us but for me Swamped, as I said right at the beginning, does build on what they learnt, what he learned of Lacuna Call when he created the Heavens Alive video. I think that neither of them have a strong narrative. I think that they're both filled with um, strong imagery of the band members. and I, I. But I do think that whereas... Whereas Heaven's Alive is quite static in that it's pretty clear that when you look at the video that, yeah, they're on the rafters of a building, but you can see that planks have been put down and they can't really move from those spots. So they're, although they're headbanging, they're not really doing much else than that. And even Christina, when she's in the room with the ninja star, she's not really moving around a lot. Whereas in, in um, Swamp, they are moving around and that gives it a certain amount of momentum, which 
Heavens Hill I can't compete with. And for that, for me, is why I think Swamp is the better of the two. Thank you. And over to you, Russ. Closing arguments. Uh, closing arguments, pretty much uh, information, everything that, that Matt's just said, really. I think he, he's covered all points well. Um, I think, as I mentioned, that it's just the the different con- context and contrast in, in Swamp that lets it down a little bit. But both being strong videos, I think the biggest strength is that both of them represent the, the mood of Comalize, the album itself. is a very good representation of getting you in the mindset of what that record feels like to listen to. And I think, you know, perhaps in hindsight would have been a bit nicer with how the record exploded, obviously, at the time of Ozfest in the States, that, you know, working with the same director, we might have seen a bit more. Obviously, you've got the, the video for Swamped, you've got the videos for Heaven's a Lie. And if they'd done something with, say, Angel's Punishment and Daylight Dancer and made four videos, I think there could have been a, a real opportunity there to build a, a momentum of the of the imagery there across, across the album. I think putting the two videos close together. They are very similar, um, as Matt mentioned there, from the same director, the same mindset. And I think both sum up the album very well in terms of its its context and its content, really. Yeah, I think um, just picking up on what you just said there, Russ, that would have been really good. Even if we'd only just seen one more video, a trio of Patrick Uleus videos from Comalize with a similar kind of style to them, that would have been really cool. They could have formed that trio and and that would have worked very, very well. and I think, uh, as you said, Angel's Punishment would have been a good one. I can think of Tightrope would have been good. I think Perfect that, that, maybe. Yeah. Even, in, even Entwined. Even Entwined. I think that would, have, that would have been interesting to see his kind of, his visual style taken to that that particular song. Or we could, you know, we could have had Daylight Dancer. I mean, the list goes on, Self-Deception. They're all songs that would have worked really well, I think, as videos. And I think he would have done a good job of bringing them to life. Um, it's a real shame that we didn't see a, another video from that album from the same director for the reasons you said. So, yeah. So, there we have it. Heavens and I again swamped. I'm sure we can probably put a poll up on Empty Spiral about which you prefer, everyone out there. And yep. solid arguments from both of you. Yep, absolutely. I'll, I'll put that poll up when the podcast goes live and we'll see what everybody else thinks. And if they have an opinion, please let us know. Just, we'll also put a discussion on the uh, Empty Spiral forums as well so people can share their own views about. Those were two particular videos. Okay, so that brings us on to our review this week. We're moving through Broken Crown Halo. And we are up to I Burning You. So, Russ, I believe you're starting this week. Do you want to give us your review? I Burning You, yeah. I mean, I view this since I've heard the uh, the record as almost like the, one of the centre points of the album. And a lot of people view this song differently. Um, obviously, it begins with that haunting sort of mystical Asian intro with sort of the chimes, which is sort of reminiscent of the, the Middle East and influence back on, on Karma Code. And obviously, it's quite unique, this song, because it's got a, a small element of percussion performed by Mario Risu of Resophonic as well, which sort of stands out. And in terms of the structure of the song, it's, it's quite simple. Obviously, you've got guitar power chords and the bass kicks in. But for me, this song is all about the the performance of Andrea on the vocals, which is really underpinned by the bass with some beautiful harmonies sort of back, backed up by Christina. Um, as I mentioned, the guitar chords and the progression is simple, but it's sort of that tone and texture as sort of the guitar goes in, 
the change in the the verses sort of they sing the I, I burn in you it really creates a mood and an atmosphere in the song I think Christina obviously going into the bridge she sings that sort of uh, what I describe as a wailing harmony angelic vocal and then it goes back into sort of clean verses sung by Andrea back into Christina in the chorus I think if there's a weak point to the song I think it's probably the bridge and the outro um, vocally and musically it's a little bit weaker than the rest of the song but when it goes back into that clean guitar tone it really creates an epic moment and I think what you really notice on this song with the, with the playing and the musicianship you've got to give a shout out to sort of Pizza Mouse and, and Mackie because it really shows their use of recording with vintage instruments and guitars just from the, from the tone that you can pick up in the song and I think that combined with sort of the eastern samples at the beginning and the breakdown into the change of you know, pace into the chorus, I think it really creates a, a very, very strong atmosphere, like I mentioned. Um, so to me, I think this song is all about atmosphere and moodiness, and I think it sets up sort of the, the tail, end, tail end of the album very, very well for the next couple of songs that come in. Very good. Very good. Mike, what do you think of I Burning You? Boom. Pretty, pretty much the same. I, I think it's um, it's got everything, as Russ has just mentioned. It's got the warmth of being collectively sound in its structure throughout um, from the opening with the, the Eastern um, influences Russ has mentioned to Christina's like almost wailing in the background at about one minute 35 and Andy's growling in certain places works really well. And his solo performance um, just tops it for me. I, I think as well as it leads on to other things after this, I also believe it could have, been placed somewhere else in the album further up um it works really well um nothing much else to say i, I really like it my own views on this very much like your the, those of you two really uh certainly as you mentioned that the, the way it opens with that kind of middle eastern influenced um soundscape it, i wrote down here reminds me of carmelo's color it reminds me of carmelo's karma code and dark adrenaline there's aspects of it it, it kind of it bridges all of those three of those albums, I find, in the way it's been constructed and the message that there is within the way that both the vocalists sing the song and, and the way that the, the music's been put together, really. Um, I love the way that Andy does something different with his vocals on this. and I, I, re I just really like that a lot. Uh, as you said, Russ, it kind of underpinned um, by that bass. And I do feel this is a very complete song by them. It is Simple Instructor. The, the lyrics aren't particularly sophisticated, although they do have a point to them. Um, I, I think that the strength of the lyrics are in the verse rather than the chorus, but I do like the pace of the chorus lyrics. They work well collectively. I think they've they've done a very good job of keeping the two things separate and, and yet allowing them to complement each other. Um, the song definitely touches on many aspects of Lacuna Core style, and I think it works really, really well because of it. Um, lyrically, I think the song, like uh, like many songs before it, uh, is about personal relationships. Again, it's not an unfamiliar theme for Lacuna Core to sing about. Um, but here there's something changed, I would say, because it feels like an affirmation of feeling, um, but an acceptance that things have changed or will continue to change. And that's a, a theme that we've not seen that many times um, throughout there. It's still somewhat oblique. Um, there is a sense of poetry here and I'm not wholly sure exactly what it's going on about, but I do like it. I think there's a good tone to the song. There is a darkness here, which is something that we've seen throughout the rest of Broken Crown Olo, and I think it comes through to the full. 
I don't know about you guys, but I I never really saw this as a a live song though. No. It doesn't really strike me as a song that I would that would get a crowd pumping live. Be good for a video more than live. I, I, I agree. I think it would make a, an exceptional world with the right kind of director and the right theme behind it. And I'm not talking about watching Lacuna Coil on stage singing it as a live song either. I think yeah. this would be great as a live song, as a, um, a video song. I could really see someone with imagination really sort of going to town with this. Um, it feels like it could do really well as an animated video, actually. Something like that. I don't know. There's just something about this song. It's, it's got a certain darkness about it, a certain mystery, which I think really works really, really well. Um, Russ, did you, did you see this as a live song? Um in the right setting, I think it, it could do more back into the older, slower paced style of songs. If you were sort of slowing down the set and if you were doing something like, you know, songs from Unleashed Memories, um, some of the slower songs from, from Comalize, I think, like you mentioned, there's there's something about this song that just ties in with all of Lacuna Coil's other back catalogue. And I think given the right setting in, in darkness, more of a, if you think back to the evening with tour, something along that sort of lines, if they're playing in sort of, you know, say uh, the chapel in London with sort of candles and a, and a seated audience, I think it would go over very, very well in that context. But if you're talking, you know, frying in, in the middle of a set with, you know, songs like to the edge, then, then no. What about acoustically? Do you reckon this would work acoustically? Um, I think it could. Um, but I think there's, there's something about the, the texture and the, the presentation of how it is on the record that, to me, that's the way it should be heard. Um, and to me, I don't see this as being a song that would translate quite as well acoustically as, say, perhaps something like the song Shallow Life, which I'm not a big fan of on the record. But when it's played acoustically, it's a completely different take and a completely different mood. Mm-hmm. So to me, I think this is a guitar orientated track. Fair enough. What do you think about the an acoustic version of this song, Mike? Do you think it'll, think it'll work? I think it could work if, dare I say, you swapped it around and you had um, the opposite vocals and you had Christina doing the lead and Andrea in the background, maybe. I think that could work better acoustically, possibly. Okay. What, what Do you mean Andrea doing the, the verse and, and allowing Christina to do the... the, the sorry, do, uh, <laughs> Andrea doing the chorus and allowing Christina to do the verse, do you mean? Yeah, yeah, in the in, but they'd have to rework it quite a lot to do that. Mm, I would think. Okay. Interesting. Okay, interesting. I, I I don't think this is a live song. Certainly not electric. I do think it would work um, as a an acoustic number. I'd like to see them do it. Maybe one day we'll be lucky. Um, yeah. I guess, like many things, though, the further we move away from Broken Crown Halo, and obviously working on the on the next album, the less likely we're going to see an acoustic version of this, but hope springs eternal, as they say. Okay. Um, numbers wise, then Russ, what were you going to give, uh, I burning you numbers wise? I'm a big, big fan of this. I think this is Andrea's sort of shining moment. And then he's certainly the, the MVP of the song. Um, as I say, my one criticism is I think musically it lets it down a little bit on the bridge. So to me, that sort of brings it down a notch. So this is a nine out of 10. Okay, nine out of ten. Still a good score, though. Has to be said that it's still a stunking score. What about you, then, Mike? What would you give it? Um, a solid eight and a half for me. I, okay. I like it a lot. Okay, I'm a big fan of this song. I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. So we got a nine, an eight and a half, and an eight out of ten for "I'm Burning You."
All right, well, after, what should we call it, guys? A sabbatical? Yeah. <laughs> or we could just tell the truth and say we just couldn't align our diaries and actually all be available on the same night to do this stuff. Let's, let's be honest, we're getting old and we're becoming the podcast equivalent of Metallica. Getting us together in one room to, to bash this out is, is you know, We're all busy people. <laughs> we're all busy people. That's, what, that's our excuse. You didn't, but, uh, you know, record the podcast on, you know, your iPod and then lose it like Kirk Hammett does with his riff tapes. No, no, we don't do stuff like that. Um, I mean, it's, it's fair to say, though, that what we don't do is we don't record two or three podcasts in one city and we do each of them week by week. So that does mean that we if we're not available, then you're not going to see a podcast. But we keep it fresh and spontaneous. There so. we go. There we Probably go. The bang. There's no script in here. Anyway, so all that side uh, does bring us to a close this week on the Empty Spiral podcast. Um, I do hope that you're at least sort of vaguely happy that we're back. We've got over 100 episodes under the belt now. Um, so it, it's good to be talking to you guys again. And it's good to at least attempting to get it back into our regular regular schedule. Let's get my words out straight. I've forgotten how to talk in the last four weeks, it seems. Uh, if you are interested in finding out more about the podcast, that you can, of course, uh, check it out at the Empty Spiral po- podcast website. That kind of came out wrong, but you know what I mean. Over at EmptySpiral.net, uh, if you click on the podcast link at the top of the page, you'll go straight through and you can stream or download all 108, including this one, podcasts that we've done over the last couple of years. Uh, you can connect with us in a number of different ways, of course. Uh, you can check out the forums on the Empty Spiral website. You can put a comment in any of the show notes that we submit. You can send us an email, which is podcast empty spiral.net. Uh, and of course you can connect with us via our social media networks. We're mostly on Facebook and um, Twitter. We've also got Tumblr, but, so you can paste stuff on our wall on Tumblr. Uh, and we're also on Google plus as well, which as I've joked in the past, you'll struggle to find us. But I guess if you search for empty spiral, you'll probably find it in the search results. Certainly hope so. It is Google. Um, any which way you get in contact with us, please, please do so. Uh, we do want to hear from you. And if you like the podcast, do stick us a review. We're on iTunes and we're on the Stitcher Radio Network as well. Um, but any which way you feel, um, the reason that we're here together is to encourage you to listen to more Lacuna Car. So I hope you go away and do that. And uh, look after yourselves, everybody. We will be back soon. Right, guys. Right, guys. Right, guys. Yeah, indeed. Soon. Yeah, we'll be back soon for more discussion and reviews and death matches and so on and so forth. So... Uh, until next time, look after yourselves and listen to more Lacuna Call. Cheers, everyone. Ciao.